Rabbi Shmuel Golden, Congregation of Astora, Englewood, New Jersey. The Cheram Ragmim, the sin of the spies, turning point of Sefer Bamidbar. The core of the Sefer Bamidbar is an event that serves not only as the turning point of this entire fourth book of the Torah, but as the event which seals the fate of the generation that leaves Egypt, and an event which, according to Jewish thought, is marked in sorrow across the ages. It is, of course, the sin of the spies. As the Jewish nation stands about to enter the land, Moshe Rabbeinu sends 12 spies to tour it. He instructs them to bring back an honest report concerning the land and concerning its inhabitants. Upon the return of these spies, 10 of them report that the nation will be unable to conquer and inherit the land, that the inhabitants are too strong. Two of the spies, Kalev and Yahushua, defend the nation's ability to conquer the land. However, the nation rebels, cries out in despair. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, hearing those cries, according to the Talmud, says, Atem b'chisem chinam, you have cried for nothing. Vani I will create for you, I will set for you, crying across the ages. This is the first Tishaba of night. This is the first of many Tishabahs across the ages, a day that is marked in sorrow and tragedy across the ages. And yet if we look at the Torah text carefully, it's hard for us to understand exactly what the sin of the spies actually was. Moshe Rabbeinu says, bring back an honest report, and that's what the spies do. At least they bring back their perceptions. They say that we believe, or they seem to say, that the nation cannot conquer the land. What were they supposed to do? Were they supposed to lie about what it is that they saw and felt? There are therefore a variety of answers that Chazal will bring to address this question. There are those who suggest that the sin of the spies lay in, lay in the fact that they changed the nature in, of, their, of their task. They overstepped their bounds. When Moshe Rabbeinu sent them into the land, he wasn't asking them whether or not we could conquer the land. He was simply asking how. What's the best way to do it? When they come back with one word, FS, however, they move from whether how to do something to whether or not it can be done. That was never meant to be the question. That was a given. HaKadosh Baruch Hu would enable us to enter the land. The spies were simply supposed to determine the best way to do so. Others suggest that the sin of the spies was a loss of faith in themselves and in the nation. The last words of their report seem to underscore this. We saw ourselves as insects. We were in our own eyes as insects when we saw the nations in the land. And so were we in theirs. It's a Freudian slip centuries before Freud. They're saying we saw ourselves as nothing. They turn to the nation and they say it's all a lie. It, it, since we've left Egypt, God has told us that we can be strong, that we can conquer, that we can. We believe we can't. We felt like insects. We felt like nothing. We're still those slaves that have left Egypt. And once we saw ourselves that way, so did we appear in the eyes of those who perceived us. There is, however, it seems to me, yet another possible answer to explain the Chedam Raglim. What the Miraglim do, what the spies do, is they turn their perceptions into reality and their feelings into fact. Had they simply come back and said, it is our perception, it is our opinion that we can conquer the land, maybe others feel differently, then perhaps it wouldn't have been a sin at all. It was because they said, we can't do it. It's because they took their positions and made those positions concrete reality that they sinned so deeply. 
This is a sin of which we are all guilty so often, particularly in the religious sphere. We see our own positions as correct. We see our own perceptions as the only ones that make sense. Everyone to our left is not necessarily religious, and everyone to our right is a fanatic. We've got the answer. We're correct. We're the right ones. Perhaps if we can learn from the Chedham Raglim that we have to be we have to exercise a sense of humility in our own perceptions, a recognition that this may be what we think is right. This is what we think is correct. We are willing to entertain the possibility within the stream of halacha, within the context of Jewish thought and law, of other opinions and other perceptions and other approaches. This is right for us. Others may choose somewhat differently as long as they choose within the bounds of the halachic norms. It is so important for us to be able to distinguish between perception and reality, between feeling and fact, to be able to speak with a degree of humility and say, this is the way we perceive the world. This is the way, this is our opinion, but others may feel differently. Perhaps if we can somehow gain that skill, then the Tisha B'Av, which was created so many centuries ago by the Ched Hamraglim, will lose its sinat chinam, will lose its ha- the hatred that is so often bred when we consider our own opinions as the only right ones. And the day of Tisha B'Av, created so many centuries ago, will finally, finally revert to a day of joy. Bimhei Rabbi Amenu.